Are you happy to be in the house of the Lord this morning? Hallelujah. Come on, let's give God praise. Amen. I'm only human. I'm just a woman. Help me believe in what I could be. And all that I am Show me the staircase I have to climb Lord, for my sake Teach me to take One day at a When you walk amongst men Jesus, you know If you're looking below It's worse now than then Pushing and shoving All the crowding my Lord, for my sake, teach me to take one day at a time. Oh, one day at a time, sweet Jesus, that's all I'm asking of you. Show me the way one day at a time. 
together VMI for helping Marisha. What a blessing, one day at a time. What a blessing. To continue to prepare our heart to receive the word of God, why don't you help me put your hands together for Pastor Virgil. Hallelujah. Is upon the man of God. He's anointed to preach the word of God. And heal my broken heart and your broken heart by the anointing if you have tears on your pillows and pain in your heart Jesus heals your heart oh my Jesus he has the power to heal me mm. The Holy Spirit is the comforter in my life. Oh, yes, He is. Jesus is anointed, anointed to heal my broken heart. When I have tears on my pillows, and pain in my heart, He is there for me. When I have tears on my pillows, and pain in my heart, He is there for me. Mm. Oh, my heart, my the heart it has been broken so many times by so many things but Jesus healed me he healed me time and time and time again oh yes he did when I had tears on my pillows and pain in my heart, Jesus heals my heart. Oh, oh, oh. By a prophet, the Lord brought Israel out of Egypt. And by a prophet was he preserved. The Spirit of the Lord is upon me because he hath anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor. He hath sent me to heal the brokenhearted, to preach deliverance to the captives, and recovering of sight to the blind, to set at liberty them that are bruised 
to preach the acceptable year of the Lord. Jesus is anointed, anointed to heal every broken heart. Oh, yes, he is. When you have tears on your pillow and pain in your heart, Jesus heals your heart. There was a widow, a widow from the city of name. Her son had died. She could not be comforted. Oh, but one day she met Jesus. And he raised the sun back to life again. Oh, oh, when she had tears on her pillow and pain in her heart, Jesus healed her heart. Oh, there was another woman. She had been bent over for 18 years. Mm-hmm. No one loved her. And no one showed her any kindness. Oh, no, no. But one day she met Jesus. He said to her, woman, Thou art loose from thine infirmity. Oh, 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 His power touched her body. She stood up that day and she was healed. Oh, there was yet another woman. The woman with the issue of blood. She has been bleeding for 12 long years. And she suffered many things from many physicians. But she reached out and touched the hem of his garment, and she was healed. Oh, 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 when she had tears on her pillows and pain in her heart, Jesus healed the heart. Oh, 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 when you have tears on your pillow and pain in your heart Jesus heals your heart oh yes he will yes he will tears on your pillow pain in your heart Jesus heals your heart yeah, man, put your hands together for Pastor Virgil wow We've come to the most important part of the service this morning. That is the word. So BMI, this morning we have praise. We have also worship. Our heart is prepared. The atmosphere is set to receive the sweet 
Word of God. So why don't you stand to your feet and with much excitement, put your hands together as we welcome the evangelist, our prophet, Pastor Chris. I expect a miracle today. Nothing is impossible to those who believe and Possible. It's not possible to be impossible. To be impossible. And with God. God, every promise shall come true. For we know surely all things we can do. I expect a impossible for those who believe and say I believe God's word is still the same so I expect a miracle today for with God Hallelujah. Bow your heads and close your eyes. Everybody pray as you're standing there. Ask the Lord to touch your heart and your mind. To open your mind to receive from the word of the Lord. Ask the Lord to keep you focused and free from distractions. Ask the Holy Spirit to come into your life coming to your heart right now and he surely will hallelujah lift your hands this is holy ground D D D D this is holy ground we're standing on holy ground your hands lifted now for the Lord is here and where he is is holy this is holy ground We're standing on holy ground 
for the Lord is here. Hallelujah. And where God is, is holy. One more time. This is holy ground. We're standing on holy ground. For the Lord is here. And where it is, is holy. Hallelujah. This is holy ground. We're standing on holy ground. For the Lord is here. And where it is, is holy. When I walk through the door, I felt God's presence And I knew this was the place Where His love abound For the seas, the temple Jehovah God, He abides here And we are standing in His presence on holy ground We are standing On holy ground Lord, I know That there all around Let us pray Jesus We are standing his presence on holy ground. One more time, we are standing on holy ground. We are standing. We are standing on holy ground. And I Holy Spirit, we welcome you in our midst. It's your presence we want. Your presence we want. Hallelujah. Hallowed be thy name. Hallowed be thy name. Chains. It's your presence we want. 
Speaking tongue, praying tongues, praying tongues. He that prays in an unknown tongue speaketh not unto man, but unto God. How bait in the spirit he speaketh mysteries. For we ourselves do not know what we should pray for as we ought. But when he the spirit of truth shall come, he shall pray through us with groanings that cannot be uttered. Hello would be your name, my Lord. Hello would be your name. Hello would be your name, Lord and Majesty. Divine authority, Mashekola Mama Mama Mama. Hello, would be your name. Sing it. Hello, would be thy name. Hello, would be your name. Hello, would be.
with the power of the Holy Ghost. Let it fall on me. unto them cloven tongues as of fire and one set on each one of them there's a fire clove for each one here today let this anointing fall on you father I come and bind every distraction in the name of Jesus I bind every hindrance that keeps us distracted and losing of focus let my eyes be focused on thee let my heart be stayed on thee my mind be stayed on thee then you will keep me in perfect peace in jesus name hallelujah you may be seated clap for jesus yes praise the lord Hallelujah. Are you happy? Good morning to all of you. What a blessing to be here in the house of God. Are you blessed to be here? Get excited and get ready to receive from God's word this morning. Amen. We are thrilled that we uh, can gather. God is good all the time and all the time God is good. It's the month of June. We've entered the winter season. How many of you know what the winter means in the spirit? You don't know? Can I tell you? Should I tell you? I will tell you. The winter months is the months of pruning. If anybody comes from the farm, and most of your grandparents, I guess, come from the farm, they will tell you that it's the pruning month. They cut the trees. They hurt them. They take away the branches that have no meaning, that will sap unnecessary uh, nutrients from the ground. They cut it off. The branch that bears no fruit is good for nothing. It must be pruned. Yes, the only use of such a branch is for fire. And the Lord sometimes has to prune us cut away things the snares that so easily entangle us must be cut off amen and it's painful pruning is painful that's part of Christianity yes as much as God is a good God he knows what we need hallelujah my Jesus knows just what I need and it's pruning season may the Lord prune you and the pruning is to bear more fruit. The farmer cuts his tree so that next season they can bring forth bigger, nicer, more luscious fruit. May you be a fruit bearer. Hallelujah. May you bring forth much fruit in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Are you happy with our new doors? Yeah. 
We're not finished yet, but you know, we people, we like when we have new things, many of us, we don't use it immediately. Yeah, you put uh, plastic over it and you only use it later. Are you not also like that? Yeah, when my father bought us new mattresses, it came with plastic around it. And for four months, we couldn't take the plastic off. Because it looked so new through the plastic. We were sweating on that plastic mattress, as I tell you. <laughs> no, but soon we will be coming in at those doors. We are just, they're not finished yet. They're busy setting it. Amen. But you can see we are making progress. Always good to make progress. Amen. Never stand still in your ministry and in your Christian walk. If water stands still, it starts to stink. It, it, we call it stagnant water. Only flowing water has no smell. Yes, you must be flowing all the time. You must be moving all the time. You must go from strength to strength. From glory to glory. Glory to glory. Hey! And I see God taking you to newer heights and greater depths. Amen. The river is deep. You, you can go to different levels in the river if you want to. Amen. Just one announcement. Two actually. One of it is that some of my leaders will leave now. Just about 10 to 11, which is right about now. Because I've sent them on a mission. We have many missions here. They have another mission to spy some land for me. So they will leave. And so don't be distracted if they go. They're not finished. We are always working in the church. Amen. And um, the good news is that we've planned to do a swollen Sunday. If you don't know what it is, we will tell you. Uh, bit by bit, we're planning for the 26th of June, end of this month. Swollen Sunday. That is when we invite who's who from all over to join us here. And the church is packed to capacity to its rafters. So we're going to put chairs all, we're going to see the maximum capacity of the wall. We might even put you a little closer together. Are you okay now to come a little bit closer? I want to put a corona tent outside there. So all those with corona first go there. We, 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 we put salt on you, we roll you in the ashes, and then we bring you back into the church. But it's time to come a bit closer. I, attend, I visited a few churches recently and I see many churches don't still do what we do. There's no spacing. Anyway, that's coming to the 26th. We trust God that uh, Pastor Jason will be with us. He's arriving on the 20th. So uh, we were going to do his ordination on the 26th, but I decided otherwise I'm going to move his ordination and we're going to do Swollen Sunday. We need to win souls for the Lord. Amen. But we'll tell you in the home cell on Tuesday and then next week more in detail. But you can already start praying for the person you want to invite. Swollen Sunday means just we, the church swells up. Like this number doubles because each one brings one. And not each one will, be, will, 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 be, will obey, but then there will be others who will bring two and three. Yes, it's going to be fantastic. There's normally a theme, 
I haven't discussed the theme yet, what we will be the theme, but we will have a powerful invitation. There'll be taxis picking up people. Wherever you invite people, we will tell you where there's going to be points. You can take your guests to a point and we will be, we will be taxiing. That Sunday, there'll be many taxis here. It's like a taxi rank. A BMI. We'll be right here. Amen. Um, we are doing two of them, two swollen Sundays. Now, and then we're going to go out into the open spaces in Delft for our crusades. Are you happy? We have to win souls for the Lord. Amen. Now, quickly, let me give you a good teaching this morning. I, um, some weeks ago, I preached here. I haven't preached here for, for a few weeks. So I had to go and listen to what was my last sermon. And I realized it, I, was to, I started a series on faith. Do you remember? What is faith? So today is what is faith part two. This preaching has many parts. Because you can never exhaust the word of God. The word of God is rich. The more you scratch, the more diamonds you find. Amen. But I must say, I'm happy to be back in my own church. I was preaching at the other church uh, on Sunday past. And the week before, I was also at another church, I remember. But there's nothing like your own church with your own people. Amen. I was in another church and I was very mild with my preaching. You know, mild. Then the pastor's wife said to my wife, if my husband must say the things your husband say, half the church will be gone. And my wife said, My husband was so calm today. You don't really know the things he really says. <laughs> he said, but that's if it's not your own people. But the Lord said, my sheep, they know my voice. Yes. And they, when they hear my voice, they follow me. Amen. May you become a sheep and follow the shepherd. Don't be a goat. Don't be a goat. Your stubbornness must come to an end. Become a sheep. Follow easily. Yes, you are the sheep of the pasture of God. You follow. Now, not all shepherds are good shepherds. That's why Jesus said, I am the good shepherd. He referred to himself, meaning they might be bad shepherds. He spoke about hirelings. Hirelings are those when the wolf comes, they leave the sheep and they run away. But the good shepherd, he will take his staff and he will fight for his sheep. Are you with me? Yes. Yes. Don't think because one pastor is bad, all pastors are bad. It's the lie of the devil. He wants you not to listen to God's voice through his servants. Yes. We want to tell you at BMI, you have a good pastor here. A good world pastor. It's a word I learned, good world. In other words, it's not that the pastor is perfect. Pastor is not Jesus. Pastor is a human being, but he, he has a, he's a good world man. In other words, he means to do good. Maybe in his, in his meaning and in his intention, he said things that hurt you. But it's not his intention. He's a good world man. And many women are married to good world men. Yeah, so when I preach about women, then it, I, you ca cannot 
equate my example when you have a bad husband. Are you with me? You get good husbands, bad husbands. But when there's a good world man, yeah, and then is that, that's, what I, that, that's when I sometimes rebuke the woman with their bad behavior. Say amen. I'm helping you because from this church you go home to your husband and to your wife. Then you must start practicing the things you have heard from this pulpit. That's next one. Jesus will be booty at the body. I come The man will cause And who you for my boat can hear? It depends on what you've learned here. What is faith part two? Turn to Hebrews chapter 1, please. Hebrews chapter 1, verses... Oh, Hebrews chapter 11, verse 1. I don't have much battery on my iPad, so I will depend on my guys here. Amen. Is it cold in the church? We have heaters, but I don't know if there's gas, but, but we will try our best to heat the place for you. Amen. We want to make it comfortable. But not too comfortable that you fall asleep. Faith is the substance of things we hope for, the evidence of things not seen. NLT says what? Let me, I didn't check it there. Let me see. Faith is the confidence that what we hope for will actually happen. Wow, this is nice, isn't it? It gives us assurance about things we cannot see. Now, let's keep it in the NLT. I just want to go down and, 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 and show you what faith did to Abram quickly. Today, it will be a little bit about Abram. I'm just going to teach until I see the time is completed. Did the crew leave that I wanted to go? Yes, beautiful. Are you not part of them? Oh, you're not? In, okay, you're staying with me. I needed someone to stay with me. Good. Faith is the confidence. Now, verse 2, please. Verse 2. We're also going to break bread now after the service, okay? Through faith, the people in the days of old earned a good reputation. Amen? And you will also have a good reputation if your faith is increased. Yes. Keep going. By faith, we understand that the entire universe was formed by God's command. That what we now see did not come from anything that can be seen. This is how we believe God made the world. He just spoke it and it came into existence. By faith. Hallelujah. It was by faith that Abel brought a more acceptable offering to God than Cain. Abel's offering gave evidence that he was a righteous man. And God showed his approval of his gifts. Although Abel is long dead, he still speaks to us by his example of faith. Beautiful. Go on. It was by faith that Enoch was taken to heaven without dying. He disappeared because God took him. For before he was taken up, he was known as a person who pleased God. Before you turn, listen carefully. Hebrews 11, if you don't know, I'm teaching you something, is the chapter of faith. All right? If anybody asks you about faith, Hebrews 11. They say, if they say about love, you go to 1 Corinthians 13. Uh-huh. I've now introduced something new in the home cells. There's going to be a short five minute of scripture memorization and Bible books for all the Christians of BMI. 
Jouw onnoeslijkheid komt tot de einde van dag in Jesus naam. You will know there's no book called Moses in the Bible. You will know the Pentateuch, the first five books of the Bible. You will know we we're going to teach you some stuff. Even because some of you don't come to Bible school, but we can also use the home cells to teach you some things. Amen. You will know that Silas wasn't Paul's wife. And a brood geprikt Paulus en sy vrou Silas. Maar Silas was een man, maar sy naam klink maar soos een vrou sy naam. Ja. Paulus en sy vrou Silas. <laughs> now verse 6, here's the, here's the verse that you must all remember. And it is impossible to please God without faith. Amen. What does it mean to please God, to make God happy? Isn't it? If you please me, you make me happy. If you don't have faith, you can't please God. Anyone who wants to come to Him must believe that God exists and that He rewards those who sincerely seek Him. Now, verse 7, quickly. It was by faith that Noah built a large boat to save his family from the flood, he obeyed God who warned him about things that he never happened before. By his faith, Noah condemned the rest of the world and he received the righteousness that comes by faith. So he's mentioning all the great heroes of the Bible who please God because of their faith. They believed that there would be things in the future that they couldn't see now. But they had the assurance, the guarantee that it would be there. Hallelujah. That is faith. Glory to God. Keep going. Verse 8. And it was by faith that Abraham obeyed when God called him to leave home and go to another land that God would give him as his inheritance. Now Noah was, you could think he was crazy to build a boat and believe what, that there's a coming flood. Abraham is, is also seen as somebody crazy really to take his wife and go to a place that he didn't know where he was going. I'm sure when Sarah asked him, where are we going? He said, I don't know, but God said we must go. Sounds mad, isn't it? But he heard the word of God, and so by faith he went. Thank God Sarah obeyed him. Oh God, Sarah was a good woman. Today's women are not like Sarah. They want assurances of many things. But he said, Sarah, let's go. No, 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 I'm not finished with that scripture. I thought it was shouting, but it's the Sunday school. But when that door is finished, we won't hear the noise from outside. Amen. Is it good? Yes. By faith, Abraham obeyed God. And then it says, uh, he went without knowing where he was going. You see there? Turn, turn to nine. And even when he reached the land, God promised him he lived there by faith for you. He was like a foreigner living in tents. And so did Isaac and Jacob who inherited the promise. All right. Now leave it there. I wanted to just show you that. You must read the whole chapter of Hebrews chapter 11. It's the chapter of faith. The chapter of what? Faith. Beautiful. Shows you how the people believed God. Then at the end it says, they didn't all see the things that they were hoping for. They saw it from a distance. But some of them didn't even experience it, but just to see that it is true what God said. Amen? Amen? 
And I believe sometimes we don't always experience the fullness of what we believe for, but our children and our children's children will enjoy it. Glory to God. Even like this building, whatever we're going to do in this property, as much as we'll enjoy the short time we have on this earth, our children's children will have, will have it, enjoy it more. And your children. Amen. Now, if you are a good Christian and you are a good sheep, you would have listened to my preaching on what is faith. It is on the podcast. Every week, an announcer comes here and tells you, you need to get the podcast on your phone. You need to, but not everybody listens. Yes. Then you must listen to the messages again. Why, pastor? Why? I've heard you now. You see, science has proven that you only remember 11% of what you hear for the first time. 11%. But your constant listening it starts to form in you a memory of what he said. But that's not the main reason. The main reason for you being encouraged here to listen to the teaching on the podcast or the video or the Facebook is this, that faith cometh by hearing. And hearing what? The word of God. So, here's the key. Do you want to please God? Would you like to please God? What do you need to please God? I said, what do you need to please God? Because God is pleased by faith. Are you with me? Dr. Mike Murdoch has a nice saying. He has many nice things, but he, like, he says, uh, the only thing that really makes God happy is if you believe him. Are you with me? God is pleased when you believe him. That's faith. But God is very disappointed if people don't believe him. Yeah. I'm not saying it right. There's a nice way he puts it. I'll, I'll get it again for you. The only thing that angers God about his children is if they don't believe him. He don't need you to have muscle strength, connections. No, you must just believe him. Hallelujah. And what makes him really disappointed in his people is if they don't believe him. You see now. So if, if faith pleases God, then we need faith, isn't it? The more faith you have, the more God likes you. It, it, it's mathematics is simple. So how do you get faith? If faith is the secret to your, your love affair with God, you get faith by hearing the word. Faith cometh. Faith is moving towards you. And every Sunday as I preach and I tell you the promises of God, your faith is built up. And if you believe it, you will see the great results of it. Say hallelujah. Glory to God in the highest. Amen. So in the podcast, I listened to it and I saw that I did a few points with you, but I continue now. Now, here's a key. Number one, write down. What is faith? We have, faith is such a large subject, we are breaking up, we are breaking it up into smaller bits. Now I want to show you that faith is your attitude. Beautiful. Faith is your attitude. If you want to ask me what is the word attitude mean? It means the way you think. Amen. 
I was a school teacher for many years. That's why I, I'm always breaking down things for you to understand. Attitude. So when people say you have a bad attitude, it means the way you think is not good. Do you understand? Some people say you have a stinking attitude. Have you heard that before? You're not thinking correctly. Yes, yes, yes. The, the, the correct understanding or definition of attitude is the thought patterns in your mind. The what? The thought, your, your mind has patterns. So when you see the sun come out, then you say, warm is You see? But another person will say, Praise God! Look at the lovely sun in the sky. It's the different thought patterns. Yeah. When you see two people laughing, you say, I say, Ooh, they're having lack of fun. They must also share the joke with me. You see? That's the thought pattern in my mind. But what some of the sisters here, they will say, that's the thought pattern in your mind. <laughs> so now listen to the attitude of Sarah. I ended with the, the, the Enoch, Noah, Abram. If you don't know, Abram is called the father of faith. Yeah, he is the father of faith. He, God liked him so much. Listen. Woo, there's no one that God loves so much that when you go to heaven, he's going to meet you at the gate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not Elijah, not Moses. No, 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 no. None of these great guys. Not Samson. Abraham. He was a friend of God. Jason Dailit. I am a friend of God. I said, I am. Ah, 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 ah. Muna Elitu Fernaksangi. Muni. God told him, take your son. Take a knife. Cut his head off. He said, whatever you tell me to do, Lord, I will do. God said, there's no man like this man. What I tell him to do, he does. Last week I told you, two, three weeks ago, four weeks ago, I told you faith is obedience and obedience is faith. You see, why was Abram called the father of faith? Simply, he what? He obeyed God. Go here, do this, do this. Whatever God says, I will do. He's called the father of faith. Look at this instance where God visited his wife in Genesis 18, verses 11. Abram and Sarah were old and well stricken in the age. Genesis 18, 11. Put it in NLT, then I'm also going to read. I'm trying to save my battery on my iPad. 18.11, and then you go to verse, we continue. Abraham and Sarah were both very old by this time, and Sarah was long past the age of having children, to verse 15 years. We're going to go up till then. So she laughed silently to herself and said, you see, now this is, this, she didn't speak. She was thinking. What did I say? What is attitude? The, how you think. You see, now she was thinking to herself, but here's the danger. You, you, I can't read your mind. The devil can't even read your mind, to be honest with you. You know the devil can't read your mind? But here's the great thing, God can read your mind. Yeah. 
when Jesus was on earth, the Pharisees were, and the, the, the uh, Matthew, um, the guys were arguing, and he told them what they were thinking. They were surprised. They said, how can you read our mind? God can read your mind. So be careful what you think. You might not say it. But if you have a bad attitude towards me, me, Pastor Chris, a, a servant of God, God can read your mind. She didn't say, she, she said to herself, how can a worn out woman like me enjoy such pleasure? Especially when my master, my husband is so old. She, she needed to have a baby, you know. So she said, we are too old. Verse 14, oh sorry, 13. 13. Then the Lord God said to Abram, why did Sarah laugh? Why did she say, can an old woman like me have a child, have a baby? Verse 14, please. Is anything too hard for the Lord? You know, I will return about this time next year and Sarah will have a son. Glory to God. Verse 15, Sarah was afraid. So she denied it saying, I didn't laugh. But the Lord said, you did laugh. You see, the Lord had to prove to her, I can see. Yeah. She, maybe she didn't laugh with the lips, but inside. Hmm. You know, you... you. Hmm. You see, like, if you disagree with what I'm saying now, nobody will know because no, you're not saying anything. It's the thought patterns in your mind. But God can see it. And if I even tell you, I, I see you don't agree with me, you say, no, no, I agree. Then I'll say, no, no, no. Sarah, you laughed. You say, no, I didn't laugh. And God said, no, no, no. Moe nie nog met my skaggy. Worry. Moe nie met my strene. Sy het gelag. Kla. So what is faith? Faith is many things, but today we start by looking at faith is your attitude. Are you a man and a woman of faith? Yes, you're a man and a woman of faith when you have a good attitude. Hallelujah. But if you laugh and scorn at something, it shows your low level of respect for something. Are you listening? So if you mock me, it means you do not respect me and you do not believe in me. But if you sit up and honor me, it shows you, it shows that you believe that I am truly a man or a servant of God. Because when Sarah laughed at the word of God that came to her, it showed her lack of belief, a lack of faith. And God noticed the attitude when she was spoken to. Without faith, you cannot please God. God is not happy with you. Yes. So your faith is your attitude. Mm. Amen. And to have a good attitude is to have faith. Hallelujah. To have a bad attitude is to show a lack of faith. If you have a bad attitude towards me, it simply means you don't believe me. Yes. And you don't believe that I'm a great person. Amen. 
Some of the people here, especially the young people, they really like me. I can sense it. I can feel, they can't hide it because they're always around me. Do you see? So I, I pick it up. They believe I'm a great person. It's they who shout and shout, scream when I walk to the platform. Not you, it's the young. And their attitude, their thinking is that, wow, yes, the man of God. See now, I'm talking about attitudes. Sit like still. I'm helping you. You see, if your mind can't change in the church, then the word of God is ineffective. Because the word of God here is to transform your thinking. So if your thinking is like I'm saying now, then I'm helping you. I'm just helping you. I'm a good world pastor. I don't hate you. <laughs> no, I don't. People have said bad things about me. I mean, there's nothing, you can't say worse than the, when my enemies have said, yeah. They call me a cult leader. They call me a thief. I steal money. Everything they said of Jesus, they said of me too. Same things they said of Jesus, they said of me. So, it's okay. I'm, I'm, what I'm saying to you, I won't be angry if you think in a bad way about me. You were not the first one. Well, uh. But I'm helping you to say that, you see, your faith is, your, is seen by your attitude. Yeah. How do you believe? What are you thinking? And God is not happy with the way you're thinking. Without faith, it's impossible to make God happy. Hallelujah! Glory to God. Yes, people have a good attitude towards those they think are important. But people relax and develop a lackadaisical, it's a nice English word, a lackadaisical attitude or even a negative attitude towards those they have a low regard for. Just see a moody person. Huh? You get people that's moody. They, their mouths always, they never smile. But say now, the president comes in here. Does he smile? Mr. J Mr. What is the president? Example, Zuma. Zuma supinicious, not Zuma. Ramaposa. Mr. Ramaposa. You see, why, why did you change your mood? Because of your high level of respect for this man coming in here now. You see, everything changed. That's it. It shows your attitude. It's a clear revelation of your faith and your beliefs. Hallelujah. So God is watching you. And not from a distance, from close. God notices your, your facial expression. He, not, he hears your amen. At the pastor is saying something, and some of the youngsters say, Amen! Wow! Your attitude. In your mind you're thinking, Wow, this is powerful. The others. You see, your, your, your faith is, is shown by your attitude. I'm trying to explain something to you. Not just your amen, the volume of your amen also determines your attitude. 
Yeah, the fervency of your response. There's some people when I'm preaching, I'll tell you the truth. They are constantly smiling. Not too many, but there's a few. They are constant. I can sense it when I look at them because I'm also spiritual. This person is drawing every word I'm saying. It's like, she's, she's not heard. I say she because she's most, many times it's a woman. She's never heard this before. Like, wow. Yeah. And then when I'm finished, wherever I'm preaching, wherever I go, wherever, then the person would send me a text and say, the things you said today, it's not, these, these things can't be made up. You'll get tired of pretending. You'll get tired of pretending. And I realized this person is a person of great faith because her attitude shows her faith. She believes what I'm saying. And she believes in me. She has a high level of respect for me. She sits on the edge. At first I was edgy and I thought, you didn't smile and heal it, man. But later I realized it's the admiration. Hmm. Glory to God. Faith is very important, ladies and gentlemen. You must keep building your faith because it will help you. Amen. Faith is your secret weapon. And how does it come? By hearing. You must listen to preaching a lot. And develop your faith. Have a good attitude towards the Bible. Towards the preaching of the word. You see. Have a good attitude towards the Bible and the preaching of the word. Every word of the Holy Spirit you must have a good attitude. Don't laugh. Don't scorn God's calling on your life. Have faith in God. Because without faith you cannot please God. Hallelujah. Number two, I've got much to say, but just I need to give you some points. Faith loves preparation. The first one was your attitude. Now, preparation. Preparation. Are you learning? In Hebrews 11, verse 7, I just read it to you now. Noah built an ark. God said there's a rain coming, so you must prepare for the rain, isn't it? And so being warned of God in Hebrews 11, 7, of things not seen yet, he moved with fear, prepared an ark to the saving of his house. Yes, faith loves preparation. And men of faith are always preparing for something. Hallelujah. We're preparing, I'm preparing for the large crowds here. There's not... I mean, this is a big crowd, but it's not large, not in my capacity, so in my understanding. But I'm already preparing for the large crowds. I see ahead, I'm a, so I must make preparation. How the first service people will come in, and one of the reasons I send my team, they're going to a, another church, a big church, I wanted them to see, they must go and study the changeover of the, the crowds from the one service to the other service. Why? Because I told them in the future, we'll have two services, but we need to do the transition uh, smoothly, where the big crowd goes out and the other crowd waits to come in. Hey! By faith. By faith. You'll be either in the first group or in the second group. 
But the way you come late to church, I think you must be in the second group. The first service will be 8.30 or something like that. benediction. And now may the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God. And all of you stop having this mind of online. Online church is for me. I think we must cut off this Facebook stuff. If you don't come to church, I would you next. Faith loves preparation. Amen. Noah prepared for a great flood. While the other men that had no faith, they didn't believe and they were eating. The Bible says they were drinking, planting, building, marrying, and giving in marriage. That's the big difference between men of faith and men without faith. How can you see it? It's what you are preparing for. Glory to God. I told another lady, I said, don't make this house so nice that you are busy with. Don't make it so nice because I don't see you staying here for long. You're going to move into a bigger place. Don't over-invest here. She couldn't, she said, are you sure? I said, have faith in God. I can see you going. The little things I see you can do shows me that you're going to be great. Yeah, you are preparing. Hallelujah. They don't put away for tomorrow. They don't manage their money well. They don't give to God because they don't believe that there's a future coming where they're going to need the blessing of God. I can see these people have not made preparation. They're not men and women of faith. Faith loves preparation. Say amen. Because victory loves preparation. Yeah. Any sports people who win, like the races, they didn't just come and kneel there and run. Is it true? You see, this Nicker guy who ran the 400, it's years and years of, of preparation. Faith loves preparation and victory loves faith. Because the man prepared is going to be a victor. One day, my wife sitting here with the green. She was first in the police force, so the police always joins these sport events. So, she also signed up for bicycle event. That they don't have it anymore. It was called the Sanlam Bicycle Tour, 89 kilometers. So she wrote her name, blah, 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 and she said to me, listen, I told them that my husband will ride in my place because that was an option. I said, but I don't have time. She says, it's not a bicycle. They trap him. You, you, you can ride bike? I said, yes, I can. So I thought, okay. A bike? She said, crap, man. So I asked my neighbor if he can borrow me. He said, no, I borrow me. He said, no, I won't just give you the bike. I give you the uniform. I've never had uniform. Bicycle, it's a tight uniform. Alles is tight, he saw you. And a kippy. Hey? I really looked very nice. With the uni- I didn't like it because you're half naked, you see, but 
it wasn't a racer, it was a, you know, Dickville. Like a, a bomber, it was a bomber. Guess everything, hey, I'm taking pictures here. Remember, I didn't practice. The last time I rode a bike was like 20 years ago when I was a boy. But my mind says, this is makkelijk man. Ladies and gentlemen, oh, the team got together the morning. Hey, we must come an hour before the time. We're going to have porridge together. And then, poof, we must start. Just, just, just down the road, then the road. We started here by Sanlam and Biavo. So down the road, then the road takes a turn, then there's a bridge. Hey! When I got on the bridge, I said, hey, Chinsike! Chinsike! Go, Titangani! No preparation. Later, about three hours into the race, my bum started paining. Because if you're not used to this, hey, so I'm not sitting like this anymore, I'm sitting like this. And then later I'm sitting like <laughs> And then when I go up the hill, this legs are now lame. I'm, I've, I've, not, I've not prepared for this thing. So I'm lame, then I get off the bike. And I walk to the top. Then when I'm on top, I get a... So my numbers start with a K. You have numbers, you must print your number. K6745. So I'm struggling and these... These guys, I don't know why they started late, but they're good riders, and so they came past me fast. So the one guy looked at me like this. He, said, he saw me struggling. He said, Where car? I, I don't know. I, up till today, I don't know. What did he mean? Where car? man! And every time when the bucky comes by to pick us up, then I think, but because I was born in the rough areas, I made, I think, nine hours or 12 hours. I just made it so three hours. So for three, when I came home, she was standing by the window. This woman with the green ear. I've never forgiven her for that thing. Never. She was standing by the window laughing at me because when I got out of the car, I walked like this. Because I try to do something with no preparation. Doesn't work. That's why people can't accomplish great things. You, have, you don't think that your chance is going to come in life. You must be prepared. Amen. And then you can have victory. You can stand on the, on the, the board. We are number one, number two, number three. Yes. Faith prepares. It prepares for war. Faith prepares for possible mistakes. Faith prepares for battles. Faith prepares for the future. Hallelujah. 
But men without faith are men without preparation. What are you preparing for? Preparation shows your belief. Some people try to get wealth on this earth. They work hard for many years of something they're not even assured of. Why don't you prepare for eternity? Yes. Yes. The Americans have a saying in the Navy, semper paratos. It means always prepared. The scouts also here in South Africa, isn't it? The scouts have a motto. I don't know who was a scouter. Something about prepared. Who, who knew what the scouts? I think always be prepared, isn't it? What is their motto? Be prepared. Yeah, the scouts. There's people that have... They teach you to be clean and to make knots and stuff. Always be prepared. It's faith. It's faith. Hallelujah. Prepared for the future. In Amos chapter 4 verse 12, the Lord asked Amos. The Lord told him, I will do to Israel because I will do this unto you. Prepare. Prepare to meet your God. So you know why I'm doing what I'm doing? Because I want to please God. I'm a minister. I left education to be a pastor. Because I, this, I believe is what God told me to do. And I want, to be, I want God to be happy when I see Him one day face to face. Yes. I'm doing what you're telling me to do. Build the church. For many people, I will do it. This is, I don't have to do this. A lot of the money I'm spending here for myself, I could have used for my luxury. But I don't see... I don't see this earth as the only thing. I see a head. I'm going to stand before God, man. Heaven and earth will pass away. You know, what shall it profit a man if I gain the whole world? Nice car, nice house. These things will go. I can't take it to the grave with me. But I see a head. I'm making preparation for eternity. Hallelujah. I'm going to see Jesus face to face. Glory to God. Faith is preparation. Hallelujah. Can I give you another one? Faith is to fight. What is faith? It's to fight. In 1 Timothy 6.12, the Bible says, Fight the good fight of faith. Lay hold, lay hold of eternal life, whereunto thou art called, and hast professed a good profession of faith. Yes. In 1 Timothy 1.18, this is Bishop Eddie's favorite scripture. He always quotes this to me. Bishop Eddie, my friend in Ghana, he says, This charge I commit unto thee, son Timothy, according to the prophecies which went before on thee, that thou mightest war a good warfare. Hallelujah. Now, when God gave you a prophecy, let me tell you something. I'm, I'm, I'm going to close now. now. When God gives you a prophecy... Don't think that it will happen without having to fight for it. Hello? So for me, God told me when I was a young boy, you'll be a pastor. My mother told me when I was, my mother told me, my mother was the first prophetess in my life. She said, you will be a, uh, you will be a pastor one day. Now, here I am. My mother's prophecy came true. But do you think it went without a fight? You're joking. And if I had, if, if I had not prepared for fighting, I would have a long time said, no, it's, it's a, let me not do this. I have more respect if I was a school teacher than to come to do the work of God. 
Yes. The prophecies that went before thee, uh, he said, that thou by them mightest war a good warfare. Hallelujah. You must fight for the prophetic word. It won't come easy. Demons are trying to block the promises of God to your life. Yes. Even just to get this church, just to start to lay the first brick, we have to fight. They want to disapprove us. They want to cancel it. They want this. They want money. They want us. Just fight, fight, fight. Fight the good fight of faith. Your fight shows your faith. Yes. When you stop fighting, it means you have stopped believing. can't just make confessions that this you will have, you will have. No, 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 no. You must fight for what you believe. <clears throat> I believe in loyalty and disloyalty. I believe in protecting the sheep. I believe the devil is going to come for the sheep. So I teach my people and I fight and I even will speak out against the enemies of God. I speak out against them. Yes. That's why I teach what I teach. Because I'm prepared to fight. Don't believe this nonsense that people tell you that, you know, God is love, so we must, there must never be any fighting. No, they will be fighting. Glory to God. He's the Lamb of God. It sounds so soft and gentle, but I want to tell you something. He's also the Lion of Judah. Hey! And he breaks every chain of Satan. Hallelujah. Satan works through people. Yes. So if God told you to do something, ladies and gentlemen, keep doing it. Keep fighting for the will of God to come to pass in your life. Because faith is the life you live. We live by faith. What you do with your life is your faith. And what you fight for shows what you believe in. Amen. Your fight shows your faith. If you fight for the DA political party, like a sister here on my right, yeah, it shows your great faith in human beings and politics. If you fight for people to know about Jesus, it shows your faith in Jesus Christ. Amen. If you fight for the church to be built, it shows your great faith in Jesus' command to build the church. Your fight reveals your faith. Say amen. It is time to show God you believe in him. And you can do this by fighting for the righteous cause. Amen. Build your faith. Keep building your faith. Now I want to close with this last one. So many nice things. But do you know that faith is to experience painful things for God also? Yes. He told Abram, take a knife. And you cut the foreskin. You know circumcision? It's a painful process, isn't it? Genesis 17, 10, when he said, it's my covenant. You must keep it between me and your seed after you. You must be circumcised. Hallelujah. So when you walk with God, he will ask you to do things that may be painful. Abraham had to cut every man-child in your generation 
he that is born in your house or bought money of a stranger. So Abram took Ishmael his son and all that were born in his house and all that were bought with his money, every male among the men of Abram's house and he circumcised the flesh, verse 23 of Genesis 17. He circumcised not just, he circumcised himself and all the people with him. And it was a private pain. Private pain. I wish I can tell you that when you start to come to serve God, that everything in your life will be without pain. But it's not how it is. There is a pain and a cross for every child of God to bear. Amen. That's why I love the old hymns. And you see, I always make my people sing old hymns because they had very deep meaning of the pain that we must bear, the cross that we must carry. And that's the true meaning of life. Yes. Today, people don't want to talk about these things, but it's true. Some people lose children before they die. You know, the natural way of life is that the old people die, then the children die afterwards. But in this world, this polluted world, things are other way around sometimes. And a pain will pierce your heart. The, the, the prophet Simeon said to Mary, a sword will pierce your side. She saw her son die before she died. Yes. If you want to walk with God, you must know pain. You will know pain if you're a man of faith. You think everybody's going to pat you on the back? Unfortunately not, my brother. You will know private suffering. Hmm. It's part of the walk of faith. Why? Why does God let His servants also suffer? And I'll explain it to you, then we close, because most of the world is already in pain and difficulty. Because this world has fallen into the hands of Satan. He's the God of this world. And most people under his domain are in difficulty. Yes. In America now, a man took a gun and he shot 18 children dead. Do you know about it? I mean, you go to America, you think it's a safe place, isn't it? The land of the free and the home of the brave. Two teachers and himself. I think so. I, I could be wrong, but that's about that. Hmm. This Vladimir Putin, he comes, he takes another country, kills people. They first said only soldiers, now, they, now the innocent people are also dying. Yes. You know, but the Bible helps us to understand that the heart of God is given to His children so that you can also see the pain and the suffering that others must go through. Because many people don't have it easy in this life. And sometimes God takes His servants Abraham was prepared to kill Isaac even though it must have cost him a lot of pain. 
God allows us to also experience pain so that we are filled with compassion and understanding for the weakness and the failings in this world. Nobody serves the Lord without pain. Joshua was also asked to cut all the men with a knife. Job was a man of faith, but he knew pain. He said, all the days of man are few and full of trouble. Job 14 verse 1. Man that is born of a woman is of a few days and full of trouble. Jacob was a man of faith, but he knew pain. He also said, my days are few. Listen to Jacob's plea as we close Genesis 46, 9. He said, Jacob said to Pharaoh, the days of the years of my pilgrimage are 130 years. Few and evil have the days of my years of my life been. Few and evil. Keep building your faith. You will experience painful things, my brothers and sisters. But it's part of the journey of faith. Listen to preaching. Develop your faith. And you will be a great man of faith. I always tell the story of our childhood, how our family was affected by a, a mental sickness that affected my grandmother, my mother, and I still think some of my brothers have the same problem. I'm, my wife says I also have a little bit of it. Mental derangement. It's painful. It's embarrassing. When you have someone in the family that's not all there, speaks mad things. And we had, uh, we had uh, the highest form of schizophrenia in our house. It, 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 has, it takes two forms, auditory hallucinations and paranoid delusions. Yeah, I studied it because I wanted to know about it. The people, when, when a person sees things that's not there, you can't see it. It, it is a hallucination. Yeah. And paranoid, they're always afraid. The Russians come now. Since you're Russian. They say the man from Tokyo, I take a nip. I seen, I seen it's what they need seen. It's a delusion. It's not that you don't have faith. It's not that you don't believe God can do it. But the Lord allows you also to suffer pain. And I believe God has allowed me to go through certain pain so that I can have compassion on the people. Sometimes when the anointing is on me, you see that the tears run down my eyes because without you telling me, what your problem is. I sense deep into you a spiritual connection that you, are, you have pain. But Jesus is the healer of the broken hearts. He, he did come through for me, the Lord Jesus, but it took many years. But the experience was a beautiful molding of what God wanted me to experience. 
that ek my nie verwaan kan nou nie. He said to Paul, the thorn in the flesh, he said, I pray three times, Lord, take away this pain, Paul. The Lord said, no, 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 no. Lest you exalt yourself above measure. Los ek die pijn saam met jou, my vrou, meneer, ek los een bykie pijn saam met jou, dat sy moet plat bly, soos een menore bly. But my grace, he said to Paul, my grace is sufficient for you. Keep believing Keep trusting God. If you had gone through a bad experience, that pain is to give you a heart for others. Yes. And God wants to use you. But you must believe that pain is part of faith. Fight is part of faith. Your attitude it's part of your faith and your preparation for the great things that are coming. It's part of your faith. Bow your heads in prayer. Your heads are bowed, your eyes are closed. I feel the anointing of the Holy Spirit. I feel His power. If you are here and you need prayer this morning, this is the place of prayer. God will touch your heart. Maybe you, that one that's going through something that has pained you, God wants to touch you this morning. You must just have faith in God. You didn't understand it, but this morning as I'm preaching, you're starting to see better. That your pain is part of the process of faith. Yes. Maybe you lost because of people that were unfair. They stole from you what was rightfully yours. But God sees everything. He wants you to believe in Him. That he's got something better in store for you. It's going to take you to higher heights. Get ready. Be prepared. Fight for your Christianity. Fight for your faith that you believe in. Fight to remain in the church that God placed you in. And have faith in God. Maybe some of you are even here and you don't know Jesus Christ and you want to give your lives to Jesus this morning. You also want to be part of a great family of believers. I want to pray for you. And I want you to come out and join, stand in front here. I want to pray for you. Is there someone like that? You say, Pastor, I want to give my heart to Jesus. Stick your hand up for me. Put your hand up. I want to pray for you. Is there anybody that came here this morning? I see sister. Is there another woman? I see your hand, young man. Mooi aan achter ook. Mooi. Is nogal bij je mensen zijn aan wat opgaan. De here is hier. Dan is hij wat. But maybe you didn't understand, but this morning's message made, made you see something. I also want to pray for you because the Holy Spirit 
is speaking to you. Can we all stand and all those people who put up their hands, just come to the blue carpet here. I want to pray for you. If you have some pain in your heart and in your life, also come to the blue carpet. You don't know God is doing something in your life. The pain is not for nothing. It's for something. The pain is not for nothing. It's for something. My pain was for something. And I'm not ashamed anymore. I'm not ashamed. Yes, every in God for a This is the altar of prayer. Don't be afraid. Come for prayer. Come for prayer. Let me first pray with those who want to receive Jesus as their Savior. But it's good if we all say this prayer together. To become a child of God, you must believe in your heart and confess with your mouth that God sent Jesus to die for you and Jesus paid the price on Calvary for you. Yes. He died and He rose again so that you can live. He suffered so that you can be free. If you believe that, you must say it with your mouth, receive it, and you will be a child of God. So pray this prayer after me. Say, Dear Lord Jesus, Dear Lord Jesus, I come to you today. I come to you today. Just as I am. Just as I am. I heard the word of God this morning. I heard the word of God this morning. And I believe the word of God. And I believe the word of God. Lord, I'm a sinner. Lord, I'm a sinner. I've made many mistakes. I've made many mistakes. I've done many wrong things. I've done many wrong things. But this morning, but this morning, I come to you. I come to you. I ask you. I ask you. Please forgive me. Please forgive me. Please wash me. Please wash me with your precious blood. With your precious blood. And write my name. And write my name in the book of life. In the book of life. I confess. I confess with my mouth. With my mouth that Jesus Christ. That Jesus Christ died for me. Died for me so that I can live. So that I can live. I receive that gift. I receive that gift of eternal life. Of eternal life. Right now. Right now. In Jesus' name. In Jesus.